This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled and Acadia Company. And today's episode is something a little bit different. I'm a little bit nervous about this one and that doesn't happen very often these days. I was an honoree in the Ad Age 40 Under 40 Awards last week. That was announced September 19. Very satisfying, very exciting for me. Definitely a career milestone and something I'm very proud of. And I wanted to take a little bit of time in this much more sort of personal medium to just share a little bit about what I've learned so far along the way. Obviously, 40 under 40, I'm under 40, I'm 35, I've still got, I don't know everything, I've still got many more years in my career and life to learn some lessons from, but it is something that I get asked about a little bit from especially younger people coming into the workforce or looking to make a big mark on the world. Like you want to understand the path of the people that have come before you and what do they wish that they knew when they were younger or what has been instrumental in their success. So without wanting to be overly self-indulgent, I did put together some of the lessons that I've learned so far. But first, I think it's important to note the big question of which mountain are you climbing in your life? And I'm going to go right in deep with something fairly philosophical, but I think it is a really important question before you actually go chasing after a dream, starting a business or embarking on something really big with your life is to think about what mountain are you climbing? What ladder are you climbing in your career? And is that really something that you want to do? Certainly early in my life and career, I didn't exactly know which mountain I wanted to climb. And so there's a lot of mountains that looked really great to climb. And I don't regret just getting started putting on my hiking boots and climbing up a mountain because I had to learn a lot about who I was and what I was good at, what I wanted to do more of. But I bring that up to say that my definition of what I'm proud about and what I think I've been successful at is going to be different for the next person. And I think that at age 40 under 40 is a great list. I'm excited to be on it, but it isn't a definition of success for everyone. And while I appreciate it, it's not the ultimate definition of success for me. So I think just being cognizant of like, what does success mean to you is really important. So I think that's actually the first thing is figuring out where do you want to go and That may not come right away, might take a little bit of experimentation, takes a little bit of time in the workforce figuring out what you do and don't like to do, but ultimately getting some perspective of where are you going. Something that has been really instrumental for me recently in the last few years is understanding what my personal values are. This is something I think when you say it out loud, it sounds a little touchy-feely and everyone has a different kind of reaction to that, but it's something I feel really passionate about. For me in my personal life, understanding what my personal values are has been really helpful in creating a filter for life decisions and career decisions and even 
business decisions like selling my company to Acadia earlier this year. That was very much informed by my personal values. And I brought this concept to Bobsled a year or two ago as well. We had corporate values for a long time and it was something that I always kind of knew was important but didn't really understand why. I started scratching at the surface of that and figuring out, hey, all the things that people say that they really love about working here do actually come back to our values. And maybe we should lean into those a little bit more. And the people who joined the company and didn't really gel, wasn't really the place for them. It was often like a values fit as well. Their values were simply different to the company values. So personal values for me, it's helped to make decisions about what I focus on and where I spend my time and energy. That's the values thing. It's helped me to make decisions in my life. I wish I kind of ran through this exercise when I was a little bit younger, but ultimately, like I said, I think sometimes if you're faced with a little bit of indecision, you just need to get started. And as long as it's not a door that you can't go back through, you can use that as a learning experience to figure out what it is that brings you energy, what kind of people you want to be surrounded with, and that can help to inform your values. So another thing I've learned related to that point is as much as possible, focus on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. So in my company, when I first started, I outsourced bookkeeping as quickly as I could. I did not want to be spending time on the books. It drained my energy. I was not good at it. And it wasn't what I thought would be the way that I could bring the most value to my company. So understanding what your strengths are and leaning into those, I think is really important. Having said that, there are some things that as a professional or as a business owner, you just have to suck it up and do it. So do I like putting all of my financials together for tax time? No, but I am going to be filing my taxes every year. And so I'm just going to put on my big girl shoes and do that. So delegating as much as possible what your weaknesses are and just getting on with the stuff, just something that you have to do. I can certainly see how focusing on my strengths has helped me in that, like I mentioned, that very sort of narrow definition of success, which was I ended up on this list and I'm sort of asked to contribute to different publications and ask for my opinion on things. So that's a very narrow definition of success, but I will say that focusing on my strengths and developing my muscle around analysis and storytelling and just churning out lots and lots of content over the last seven years, that's really helped me to get to that specific definition of success. It's just focusing on what I'm good at, doubling down on that, spending more time there. Another lesson learned is that you only grow during the tough times. And I mentioned this concept of which mountain are you climbing earlier? And it's because I'm reading this excellent book called The Second Mountain by an author called David Brooks, who's a journalist. And I'm going to steal this analogy from him, but he says, no one says that they became a better person during their holiday in Hawaii. When we develop our character and these formative experiences and becoming who we are, they're all from challenging experiences, the tough times, the times that we had to stretch and I really believe that to be true. It's not, you know, it's nice to spend time in your comfort zone to rest and recuperate every now and then, but you only do your best work and grow as a person when you're really challenged. 
I want to do more of that. I'm really, really glad that I went through an intense period of suffering is one way to put it. When I first started my business, just watching my savings balance at the bank go down every month that revenue was not coming in to meet my expenses and me and my husband who was working with me at home at the time just hustling in our one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn sales calls it was just like a boiler room we just were trying everything possible to get the business off the ground I look back at the time it wasn't really fun it was kind of stressful but kind of was fun and looking back how much I grew as a person if I think about like some of the best experiences of my life that would be one of them. This period of intense sort of stress and anxiety, but also just figuring out a problem and getting something done and trying to do something big. So I think embracing those periods of stress and stretch, and it might not always be obvious at the time, but how will that experience help you grow as a person or teach you something new? Another lesson, and this again, goes back to this specific definition of success is investing in content and thought leadership. I mentioned this already, building that muscle, but I just want to provide a little bit of context. When I started Bobsled seven and a half years ago in this industry that I'm in now in the retail and e-commerce industry, I was a total beginner. I was unknown. No one knew who I was. I started from scratch. I came from a completely different industry in banking and finance. I was starting from ground zero. I started my blog to try and help to teach myself about this stuff. And I find that one of the best ways that I learn is by writing and like trying to explain it through writing. So I was doing that, but no one was reading this blog. No one cared. When I started my MailChimp email list. I didn't have anyone on that list. It was a big fat zero when I first started. So starting from scratch, it was really, really hard. And it was only through showing up every week and sitting down and writing a blog post and just putting in that hard work. It eventually did start to snowball over time and snowballed in such a way that I feel very proud to now call some of the people that I saw as heroes of mine in this industry, these mentors from afar and people who I would listen to on podcasts or read their articles. I'm friends and acquaintances with most of them through all of the sort of contribution to content and thought leadership and going to conferences and that kind of thing. So I think that that part is that respect from people that I respect in the industry is probably one of the more fulfilling pieces of this thing. And really having that discipline to sit down every week and figure out something to write about. There's a lot that's written on this topic. One really good book on this is called The War of Art. And the concept is you don't sit down and get struck by divine inspiration when you want to push out a blog post or a novel or whatever your pursuit is. It's not divine inspiration. It's really, it's a grind. Most of the time, it's not, it's not inspiration that strikes. It's trawling for something interesting to write about, some different kind of take and really like pulling something out of yourself that doesn't want to come out. 
that is a discipline. It's certainly easier for me now, having done it for a long time. I'm really glad that I made that investment in that skill. But that's one thing where I just want to say to everyone, I started from absolutely nowhere. And with that grit, I was able to arguably get somewhere. I've got two more for you. Second to last one is a peer group. So over the last few years, I've had several peer groups that I've joined and paid for. And that may or may not be important. For me, it was important. I felt invested. I was going to show up and make a bit more of an effort in a peer group and community that I'd like paid to be there for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So in the early days of my business, it was more of like a startup group of entrepreneurs. And then I also joined entrepreneurs organization after a while as well. And I found that really to be very important to suit the stage and need for me personally with my business and also my personal growth and development as a human. And having that group of people who really understand you and understand your challenges and can help you reflect on where you are and where you're going is so important. It could be a local group. It could be online. It could be just for women. It could be, you know, whatever you need in your life at this point. I've always found that to be very helpful to take some time out of my month or week to reflect on where I'm going. What are my challenges? What do I need to get there? So That has been very instrumental for me. And then the final piece, I think, is making time for things that are important, not urgent. I think there's a proper name for this, but there's like a two by two matrix of urgent, non-urgent, important and not important. And so if a task or project is not urgent and not important, you don't do it. If something is important, but not urgent, that could still be something that really deserves your attention, arguably in some cases, like more than just urgent. And I've really lent into this as well. And there are, I'll admit, I'll admit there are a lot of things that administratively slip by me. I don't respond to every email. I might need to be chased up about signing a document or something like that. And I'm not making excuses for myself here, but there's a lot of things that can pass your desk and demand your attention and developing a muscle around what's important rather than the most urgent thing that necessarily comes up. So for me, as I mentioned before, investing my time in content and thought leadership was something I deemed to be important for me, for what I like to do, where I feel like my highest value is. I might be working, I might be blocking time off my calendar to work on content and producing that and keeping that consistency going. And I might be ignoring like a little bit of a fire simmering off to the side with something to do with, you know, employees or a client or something like that, just to be able to commit to something that I deem to be important that's not accessible to everyone all of the time. A lot of people have jobs where it is your job to be responsive to clients or things going on. But this is where it comes back to what what I deem to be important to be spending my time on might be different to someone else. So these are some of the things that I've learned so far. As I've mentioned a number of times, what I have spent my time on and accomplished so far is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea, as we'd say. And what you focus on in your life personally or professionally is very much a personal decision. As I mentioned, I'm a huge 
fan of figuring out what your personal values are and letting that guide what you spend your time on and what you sort of imagine to be a picture of success for your life and your family and things like that. So I do recommend reflecting on that as sort of a foundation of figuring out that roadmap for your life or career. I find a lot of satisfaction in educating and synthesizing trends and information and helping people to kind of figure out some problems that are in front of them. I love like the really complicated, messy, fast paced industry that we're in. There's always something new. There's always some challenge to an assumption that we may have had. And I just find that whole pursuit of understanding to be like really intellectually satisfying. And I also love connecting with people and getting perspectives and solving business problems. So for me, this is totally my jam. It's what I like to do. It's not everyone's jam. So figure out what your jam is and maybe some of these tips will help you in your career journey as well. Thanks for tuning in. I promise we'll be back with some more e-commerce related content next week. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, this is not the typical kind of content that we cover, but it was a special moment for me last week. I did really reflect on what it meant and what I'm what I'm proud of, what I'm grateful for. So thank you for indulging me with that and I'll catch you next week.